Welcome to Moment Talk. I'm your host, Shisa Moa. On episode 33, we have a guest that was a hip-hop dance instructor for the Renaissance School of Arts and the Boys and Girls Club of Fox Valley. However, he loved dancing, and so he pursued that. That also landed him in the west coast of L.A. He was there for quite a little bit of time, gained a lot of trust, a lot of people, made a lot of network, and loved dancing. And one day, he stumbled upon a friend that suggested him to be a life coach. He laughed it off and didn't think much of it. However, things changed when his dad got really ill. So, he thought about it, and he headed back to the Midwest. But at the time, he was thinking of a new career path for what he wanted to do. And he, rem- he remembered of what his friend said. A life coach. And guess what? He's a life coach now. But he's going to tell you about his experience. So stay tuned. But first, let's thank our sponsors. Today's sponsor is brought to you by She Sells Menwear. Are you looking for the latest trendy men's fashion? Look no further. She Sells Menswear carries handcrafted bow ties, ties, suit accessories, and everyday streetwear. They're your one-stop, mall-inspired men's shop. You can search them online at www.xixomenswear.com. Now let's get back to the show. Hey, we are super excited today. Beautiful day in the Midwest. This gentleman is also from the Midwest. He's from Chicago. You are a Bulls fan, Tujer? Am I a Bulls fan? Yeah. Uh, honestly, I don't really follow sports that much, but uh, if there was a sport team I represent from Chicago, that would be the Bulls, yes. <laughs> okay. Very well. Your, how's your day going, man? It's pretty well. Uh, you know, nice and uh, you know sunny over here, so I can't complain too much. How about you? Yeah, likewise too. It's a little bit, uh, yeah, a little bit of sun. I'm thinking I'm gonna go for a jog. I'm also going bonkers. I'm starting to clean my apartment. Okay. <laughs> you're you cool. said you're moving in uh, next month or some somewhere, right? You said. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of renovations we're doing right now. My girlfriend and I bought a condo, so we're currently between places. Um, and right now it's just a matter of like just fixing up the place to be able to move in. Cool. So. Congrats to that. But hey, Thank man, you. Uh, you know what? Tell us one thing that the listeners do not know about you, man. Oh, uh, one thing the listeners do not know, man. I, I guess I feel like I almost just start with like, what do they know? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, I guess one thing that uh, makes my life amazing is I have a wonderful girlfriend. And we also have two amazing dogs. So I have my own nice little family that uh, keeps me sane and keeps me grounded. Um, and then, you know, also keeps me human. So, you know, I assume most listeners don't know that about me. <laughs> Who's really coaching who, the dog or you? Or the girlfriend? Uh, <laughs> the girlfriend might be coaching me more than I coach her. But, well, we try to have a relationship where we don't coach each other, right? <laughs> no, no pun intended, but you are indeed a life coach. So what mm-hmm. is a life coach? What is a life coach? Yeah, thanks for asking. So a life coach is someone who uh, supports someone else in an area of their life that they're passionate about. You know, um, so what it is, is people have goals, right? Everyone's got goals. And sometimes uh, these goals are harder to get to. There are barriers and obstacles in the way. And that's when a life coach comes in to support the individual to overcome these obstacles. Now, what does a lifestyle coach do, though? What does a lifestyle coach do? Yeah, so uh, I'm assuming we're still talking about, like, life coach, just because lifestyle coach and life coach are slightly different. 
So um, as far as lifestyle coach, I actually wouldn't know because I, I've never actually studied anything in the lifestyle coach world. There's just a small distinction there. As a life coach, though, there's, a, there's many different approaches to it. Um, it's actually like, the, I believe it's the second leading industry, like growing industry right now. So there are tons and tons of coaches coming out and about, and again, multiple different approaches. Um, so that would depend, like that would uh, determine what the coaches do. You know, some coaches give advice, some coaches give feedback, some coaches, uh, you know, just sit there and like or almost act like a therapist. You know, some coaches are more, my particular coaching is more so ontological which is the study of um, being and existence. So my approach is more so seeing how the person is getting in their own way and how you can get them out of their own way so that you know they can deal with the optical obstacle that's in the way appropriately. Almost sounds like a consultant, consultant yo, but what's the difference between a mm -hmm. consultant and a life coach? Yeah, so a consultant um, is more of a, a consultant is more of a professional in that particular field. Um, so, for example, if you go to a consultant for like some some of your business, they would actually like tell you like step A through Z. This is what you got to do. This is what you got to take care of. With a coach, we more so exist to support you to discover what you got to do. So it's not so much of giving advice. It's not so much let me feed you like this nugget. But it's more so. Let me like let me support you to discover your own path. Hmm. As a life coach, you say you wanted to change others and change mm -hmm. the stigma of their mentality and their their thoughts by by you know having them achieve what they wanted, and that's your biggest goal that you want. What specific areas do you focus on? Yeah. So. Um, you know, change, uh, I think the, the word I love using is transformation. Because okay. um, change implies that something's wrong and needs to be swapped out, right? Like swapping out completely. Transformation is just simply taking what's already there and growing it in a way. So that's what I would actually love to, yeah, that's what I, that's the word I more so love to use. Um, with people though, what I work on in the areas, yeah, with, with the areas I work on with people is in their personal lives. So my particular people that I work with are people who have successful jobs. They're working, you know, a great nine to five. They're, you know, the income's coming in. That's not something that they're worried about. But they feel like there's something in the personal lives that are still missing. You know, whether that be relationship, whether that be uh, their fitness to them, like, you know, like how they feel about their own fitness or their weight or whatever. Uh, it could be their relationship with the family. Yeah, it could be that uh, I have a lot of uh, people who don't have a lot of time, and that's what, they, what we work on. So, yeah, so it's more so personal development and personal goals that I, that I focus on. Now, you focus on that, but is there any area you don't focus on? Yeah, so I, don't, I actually don't focus on business at all. So uh, I always say I'm not a business coach. Uh, you know, if someone wants to get coaching on their business farther in their career, that's not where I would come in. Um, I also don't focus on money or spirituality just because those are areas that I'm not, uh, they just don't fuel me up, I guess you could say. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's take you way back now. Mm -hmm. How long have you been coaching? How long have I been coaching? 
So I've been coaching since February of 2018. So a little over two years, like two years, two months. Okay. See, decent. Decent. Just started, but still, it's there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. By then, how many clients have you worked with during this time? During this time? Uh, multiple clients. I mean, a little over a dozen. Uh, you know, when we first started in my coaching training program, I went through accomplishment coaching. Uh, it was right away, like, go out and get yourself clients. And so I've worked with uh, tons of, I've worked with over a dozen clients by this time. Uh, and just people in general, I also host workshops um, monthly at a, at a local uh, cafe called Metro Cafe. So the, like, you even include these people, it's been maybe 60s, 70s. All right. You know, prior to coach, at one point you were a dancer. Could you elaborate on that? Because you were in L.A., you were dancing with quite some big names too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so I started dancing when I was 10, and uh, I, right when I picked it up, I was like, this is what I'm going to do. <laughs> uh, and I'm originally from Appleton, Wisconsin. Uh, so when I turned 19, I actually dropped out of college to pursue dance. Uh, and that's when I moved out to Chicago. From there, in 2016, I moved out to Los Angeles for close to a year. Um, and out there, I danced with like some of the you know top dancers and top names in the industry. Uh, and I also competed with some of the top dancers in the world, actually. So that was pretty neat. Um, yeah, so that's a little bit about my dance background. I'm not sure if there's more information that you would like to. <laughs> I would actually, since you said you dance. And can can compete in. Can you give me some names mm -hmm. you might have, you know, danced with or competed with? Yeah. So I mean, uh, you know, one of my one of the groups I was in, I was with a with a dancer named uh, Wildebeest. I love that guy. He's a you know great human being, great dancer. Um, and he was someone that I was uh, heavily um, influenced by when I during my time out there. Um, I also, you know, like uh, I'm a freestyle dancer mainly, right? So I would go to like the underground scenes and kind of do that. Um, you know, so I got down with a few dancers, like uh, Slim Boogie was a dancer whose like, sessions I would always show up to. I uh, competed against Boogie Frantic, which is, uh, you know, in my opinion, one of the top dancers in the world. Um, yeah, also got to, you know, uh, connect with some of their trainers, actually. There's a guy named Ted Bull that, um, you know, he's, uh, he, he kind of reminds me of Master Roshi from Dragon Ball Z. You know, he's a guy that trained Goku, right? Like. This guy's a guy that trained some of these top dancers. So I also got to meet and connect with him and, uh, you know, directly train with him as well. So, Did he look like Masaroku? And he, did he teach you the, you know, the infamous, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, he, uh, he, is an, he is an older Asian guy. Uh, and I met him in a ramen shop. <laughs> the irony, all the irony. <laughs> I imagine so cloud and all that. <laughs> no, but like no, you see the guy. You know his his stuff was. Uh, I mean, it it, it looks it's so. Um, he makes it look so basic, but they're very they're actually very uh, high level. Um, and he's super experienced. You know, he's the kind of guy where you, if you see him, you wouldn't really know that he's such a great dancer and he has such great technique. So the moment he shows you, you're like mind blown. We're gonna talk uh, about this pivotal point where. You kind of came to and coaching was upon you. Why did you decide to become a life coach? Can you give us that point in time where you were thinking and you're feeling about that? 
Yeah, well, that was uh, <laughs> that's a long story um, because that that's one of the biggest moments of my life. Um, so while I was living in LA, the reason why I came back to Chicago, the Midwest actually, was because my dad got sick, and uh, he was told he only had six months left to live. Um, so I made the choice to you know pack up my bags, move back home. Um, yeah, and you know, like uh, for the longest time, I had identified myself as just being a dancer, right? Like, who are you? I'm a dancer, done, period. And that was kind of my easy way out, you could say. You know, I never really got to know myself outside of dance. So when I came back to Chicago, I felt like I had completely lost myself. You know, who was, who was I now if I wasn't just doing dance? You know, and um, yeah, I felt like a big part of it was just missing. So I fell into depression. I was, you know, like anxious about my future, what the rest of my life would even look like. Uh, and I really hit rock bottom, to be honest. Um, and I think it was from rock bottom that I actually got to recreate myself, which was super cool in a way, you know, realizing that you got to get down there to recreate foundation. Uh, and that's when I realized that, you know, my whole purpose in life was always to inspire people and to be inspired by other people. And dance is simply one outlet to allow me to do that. And there were so many other outlets where I could do that, you know, inspire people and be inspired by others. Uh, and I just remember I, I was working with a coach named uh, Sarah, um, you know, earlier in my dance career. And she was like, hey, you know, if you ever decide to stop being a dancer, I think coaching would be really appropriate for you. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm not going to take that. I'm, I'm going to be a dancer forever. <laughs> but here we are, you know, she called it. Years later, I became a coach. Uh, yeah, and it's just, uh, you know, it, it was just, I just realized it was my calling. Uh, and it was going to be my way to make the impact in the world that I wanted to make. I'm so glad that you found your calling and Sarah did uh, pivot, it's a pivotal point, you know, in your career mm -hmm. from moving from LA, now to Chicago, living with two dogs and uh, your girlfriend. Mm -hmm. So that's a big point. How's your dad? He passed away, right? Yeah, my dad passed away this past um, the past November. Any wise word he came, yeah, he came from you to you? Any wise words he gave? Yeah. Um, I mean, love each other. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the most basic thing, but it's like the, you know, like it's, it's something that I I still have to uh, continuously work on. You know, like love each other, put God first. Um, you know, be kind to each other. Uh, and I think he was a man where um, his actions, like he took, he was a very compassionate man. And I think I learned more from his, from his actions than anything else. Uh, he was a pastor, actually. Um, yeah, so my dad was a pastor and, you know, completely, uh, you know, in many ways saved my family and I. Um, and I just, like, the, the biggest story I love telling you about him, and I wasn't even there, but, uh, you know, like there was one time, one point in time, multiple times actually, where uh, random people from our church would be like, hey, could you pick up our kids and take them to school? We don't have a car and it's cold, right? Because it's Wisconsin in the middle of winter. And my dad would just hand him his keys and be like, hey, just take my car. And like, just like that, his car was gone. <laughs> and he did that multiple times. You know, so just to see how giving he was, uh, I think it, it taught me to have a big heart. You still continue to, and thank you for hopping on. Your dad, and your mom, 
was they against your opinion of the dancer and coaching? Oh, for sure. <laughs> they were against it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's for sure. I mean, they're the Hmong parents, right? And uh, it's, it's both are very unorthodox, right? Um, like when I became a dancer, actually, like I mentioned earlier, I dropped out of college and I didn't even tell my mom and, or my dad for two weeks. <laughs> and, uh, and I just remember, I was actually, I was like, hey, mom, what would you do if I dropped out of college? And she was like, I would kill you. I would hate you. Do not do that. And I was like, I did that two weeks ago. <laughs> um, yeah, so they weren't a fan of it. Uh, but, you know, eventually they, like we all know already, um, they just want the best for you. You know, and when they really saw how dedicated and committed I was to it, um, they actually jumped on board and my mom actually supported me with like, you know, she worked overtime to help me uh, move out to Chicago. Um, you know, my dad was always praying for me, was always, you know, like checking in on me to make sure I was, you know, things were going accordingly to plan. So, yeah. I see. Your dad is watching you from above, man. Yeah. Now, with your dad's teaching and a lot of what he said, we're back to you. What mm -hmm. do you love about coaching the most? Mm, yeah, I think it, it goes back to the giving, right? I guess uh, it's funny. That's ironic. <laughs> it does go back to the giving. Um, and the great thing about it is, you know, I, I've always been a giver my whole life. But I always felt like I was like depleting myself every time I gave something, right? Like I give it something to you, so I lose something. Uh, coaching has really given me the gift of uh, being able to give to someone and then also being like having it be given back. You know, like every time I'm on a call with a client, every time I teach a workshop, somebody, I feel like I learned something new, you know, or I discovered something new about myself, even though the intention is I'm the other person, right? That's the focus. Um, who's so coaching nice who to, right uh, yeah exactly uh, I actually had a conversation with a, a client one time when I was like man sometimes I don't even feel right taking the money from you because I feel like I'm getting so much out of it <laughs> uh, but of course that's the great thing like value goes both ways and that's like the ultimate gift the gift that keeps on giving you know where you don't have to worry about like being depleted because you're always being filled up when you do give as well so that's one of the biggest gifts for sure. With these clients, what is the biggest challenge you got to help one of your clients through? Ooh, there's a whole lot. <laughs> there's a whole lot. Um, I would say my, the one that sticks out to me that I still give examples on when I talk about coaching is uh, I had a client, um, he was like a CEO of his own little business, had like seven or eight employees, something like that. And he was also a husband and a father to like a younger son. Um, and his thing, his, his problem, his challenge was that he didn't have enough time. And, uh, you know, ironically, he almost didn't hire me because he didn't have the time to work with me, right? Um, but we worked together. And uh, we, you know, we, we get on the first call and he's like, so what are we going to do? You're going to tell me how to, you know, make like list my priorities. You're gonna tell me what I gotta do with my schedule, how to write things down on my calendar. I was like, no, none of that. We're just gonna talk. And you know, after a few of our sessions, we realized that the reason why he didn't have a lot of time was because he couldn't trust anyone. Like that was his deeply rooted thing. 
And, you know, he would go to work and he wouldn't be able to trust his employees to get the work done. So he micromanaged them and he'd like stay after to make sure that when they were done with the work, he'd like double check it. And then he'd get home late and he'd be like, he would get upset at his wife about how she, you know, took care of their kid because he didn't trust that that was the appropriate way to do it. Then they would argue till like two in the morning and he'd wake up at six in the morning, go to work and the cycle would just continuously repeat itself. And when we realized that he has this story where he can't trust people, and he's had it for a, like most of his life. When we realized that we were able to create something and put it into place so that he could actually start trusting people again. And the beautiful thing with that was it didn't only, I guess you could say, uh, fix for a lack of better words, fix his uh, relationship to time management. But like, imagine what that did with his relationship with his like with his wife and his kid, you know, and what that did with his relationship with his uh, all his employees. So that's one of the coolest things I share because like, you know, most people again do think like, so what do you do with these people? Like, do you tell them the steps they need to take? And it's like, no, you just gotta discover how you're holding yourself back. And with him, we discovered a deeply rooted secret, you know, and he didn't even realize how little he trusted people. And, you know, can you imagine walking around the world, like not being able to trust people, but not even realizing you don't trust people? <laughs> so I would say that's one of my most, um, that's something that like, when I think about that client and what I was able to support him through, that definitely like puts a smile on my face and lets me know like, wow, I did something that made a difference. Impact is what you did. And that's what happened mm -hmm. in this gentleman. Yeah. What is the biggest obstacle you have overcome in your own life? Oh, uh, man, so many. But I would say, um, <clears throat> I think most of my coaches who I train with would agree with this. Uh, my relationship to myself. Um, like, I hated myself, you know, and I didn't realize how much I hated myself, you know. I was so insecure and I thought it was just insecurity. Like I wasn't good enough, right? But no, it was really like, I didn't like who I was. And um, everything that I did, uh, all the accomplishments I had was to try to convince myself to, to love myself, you know, and uh, none of it worked. And when I got into the world of coaching, I was able to face that reality and do a lot of deep work on it and it's work that i'm still consistently doing it doing to um just learn how to love myself and be okay with who i am as a human being but that, that's definitely one of the biggest obstacles loving oneself you know that reminds me of a meme of this guy in the mirror pointing at himself going like this that's a funny, <laughs> that's a funny meme that's what it reminds me of right when you said that but you're right you mm -hmm. do have a love yourself mm -hmm. of these clients you know what's frustrates you the most about your clients <laughs> what frustrates me the most about my clients um i mean ideally i'd like to say nothing right but uh in life says right now like nothing frustrates me with any of my clients but i think if there's anything that ever like frustrates me at any point i think it's just the moments when you see so much in them and uh they don't see it in themselves you know, it's like, have you ever tried to like uh, support someone and then they like they refuse to support themselves? <laughs> like, you know, there's a good old saying, <laughs> I can't even help you, you can't help yourself. 
Yeah, yeah, and that, that's like that's definitely one of the most frustrating things because I choose to see all my clients as giants, as giant people who can accomplish anything they want. And sometimes we'll get on calls and, you know, like they'll be uh, stopped by something like, oh, I don't want to have this conversation with my mom. I don't want to have this conversation with um, my boss or whatever, right? Um, and it's because they don't see themselves as people who are capable of that. And the frustrating thing is when you see someone as who they really are, as a giant, and they see themselves as miniature and little, you know? Like that's got to, for me, that's got to be the most frustrating thing because I personally know what that feels like to see myself that way. Um, and, you know, uh, the beauty in that too is it, it honestly just shows me that we still got work to do. And it still shows me that like, it shows me that I still have responsibility to take as a coach to uh, get them to see that. Great, man. Good approach to that. Yeah. What type of clients do you most like to work with? Yeah, so uh, like I mentioned earlier, I work with um, people who have found success in their professional careers, right? So people who are working a great, you know, nine to five or making good money. Um, and they're just simply not fulfilled in life. They're not satisfied. And then they know that there's something more out there for them beyond the paycheck. Um, that's what I work with. People who want to work on their personal development and relationships. With that being said, how would you describe your approach to coaching? Um, my approach is very, um, well, first, I guess, ontological, like I mentioned earlier. Uh, very, you know, we don't talk about, like, the thing itself. Like, the problem is never the problem, is what I like to say. You know, somebody comes to me with a problem of, uh, I can't find a relationship. The problem isn't that you can't find a relationship. The problem is much more like it's very deeply rooted. And my approach is to come in and be like, okay, so what's under the surface and let's dig and pull it out so that, you know, we can like pull the weeds from the root, like, right? Rather than just mowing over it and then having it grow again. So my approach is very deep. My approach is very um, personalized to the person. Um, and I'd also say I'm a pretty, it took me a while to get here, but I'm a pretty straightforward coach. Like I'll say what needs to be said <laughs> instead of trying to like beat around the bush. So, yeah. Blonde is best. Do you offer mm -hmm. online coaching? Online coaching? Well, everything that I do is actually over, um, over Zoom or over uh, the phone. So I actually don't do in-person coaching unless it's a workshop. Okay. So everything I guess you can say is like, yeah, online or over the phone. Okay. Do you have any uh, credits or licensed? I mean, have you been accredited through the ICF? Yeah, well, Accomplishment Coaching, the program that I trained through, that's actually one of the top uh, training programs in the uh, ICF. Uh, in the International Coaches Federation, I don't remember the exact number, but there are only so many programs that are actually accredited through them. And uh, I like to say that I graduated from the Harvard of it. Um, that's actually what they're known as the Harvard of Coaching Program. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So again, what did you get your training again? Accomplishment coaching. Got it, got it. Mm -hmm. What are your favorite three self-help books? Favorite three self-help books. Oof. So many. <laughs> Um, I mean, I, I always say, I think the one that made the biggest difference, and it's such a cliche one, but you are a badass. 
um, is one that's like really good for oh, people who have never. Oh, that's by that girl. Um, uh, Jen Sincero. Jen Sincero, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a book that like, you know, I remember I was in Hawaii uh, and just chilling in a random urban outfitter. So my girlfriend was trying her clothes on and I just picked it up and was like, wow, this book really speaks to me. And I bought it right there. And, then, uh, and again, it sounds like such a cliche one, but for anyone who hasn't really jumped into the world of self-development or personal development, uh, that's like the number one book that I would recommend as like a foundation to your growth. Um, there's a reason why it was, you know, like bestseller for so long. <laughs> um, another one that really supported me um, is, uh, no, I haven't gone through the whole book, but Fictional Authenticity. Uh, actually, one of my first coaches, his name was Alex Chernova. Ter- uh, he wrote the book. Um, and it's really just about authenticity and, you know, finding, really discovering who you are. Uh, that's a book that I would highly recommend as well. Um, and I actually know that right now with the coronavirus, uh, you know, and basically the world being the way it is, um, he's got some like discounts going on with his program around that. So if you're interested in checking that out, uh, do check that out as well. Uh, I believe his website is thegreenmason.com. Um, let's see. And the third one I would say is, I'd say Conversations with God is a great one. Um, spirituality is not something that I say I'm strong in, uh, but it, it's definitely something that's opened up my eyes to, you know, the way that the universe works, uh, and the way that I, the way that I impact the universe, I guess you could say. So cool. that's definitely one that, that's one that I read like the Bible, actually. Uh, I leave it in my car and, you know, when I'm like, have downtime, I'll just open it, flip it to a random page and read a paragraph. Out of those three books you mentioned, I have uh, uh, listened to the first one. Okay. You are a badass. Yeah. That's a good book. That's a good book. Yeah. What skills or experience have you gained outside of coaching do you in- integrate with your practice? Uh, skills? Mainly just like the dance. I think uh, my philosophy as an artist is what I integrate a lot into, um, into my coaching. Um, and then other than that, I mean, as someone who's a fulfillment coach or, you know, what people would identify as a life coach, um, life really, you know, like there's multiple skills that I, and I don't know if skills would be the correct name to call it, but, you know, there are multiple lessons that I learned in my own relationships, you know, that I could incorporate. There are many lessons that I, uh, learn in, in myself that I can incorporate. But, uh, as far as actual skill skill, it's, it's definitely my, uh, philosophy and my, um like, like the skills i learned through dance what do you expect to transpire from each coaching session hmm. what do i expect to transpire from each coaching session good question um yeah i just want my i just want my clients to walk away with a breakthrough okay. uh with something new yeah um i like to say like coming to a coach is basically to discover your blind spots and, uh, you know, when my clients come to me, like, I want to make sure that I can offer them a, you know, like, offer them the ability to see a blind spot so that they can approach life differently. That kind of covers my second question about that, because, you know, I'm expecting what I should expect from you after a coaching session, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely like that's a new, a new pathway, I like to say. 
Okay. Uh, my my model is uh, life beyond the non-existent box, right? Because we always life hear the idea beyond the non-existing box. Yeah, because you always hear you know think outside the box, think outside the box, and the way I like to put it is like there is no box. There's only the box that we put there for ourselves. And what does it look like if you could step outside of it because you realize it's not even really there, you know? And uh, getting like so, I guess. Uh, to answer the second question there is uh, my client to be able to uh, expect to step into a new box <laughs> you know, outside of the old one into a new one. What do you expect from your clients during and after the coaching session? Um, what do I expect? I expect authenticity is a big one. Showing up and being very vulnerable and authentic with who you are and what's in your way. Because, um, of course, you know, you can't support like someone if they're lying to you, right? Uh, or they're not telling you something. Um, I also expect, I mean, I expect them to really be invested in themselves. Uh, you know, I expect them to want it for themselves uh, and to be willing to do the work as uncomfortable as it may be. Yeah. This two last question is going to end this episode's recording. Mm-hmm. Lastly, advice to a younger generation a younger self of you, you're what, mid twenties now? Mm-hmm. So yeah, 15 28. year, 28. So yeah. let's say 18 year old of you, two year, mm-hmm. a word of advice that wants to be a coach. A word of advice who wants, like, assuming he wants to be a coach. Yep. Yep. A younger generation uh-huh. that wants to be a coach. Correct. A younger, like younger version of you. Hmm. A word of advice. It's a tough one because, uh, again, I don't really give advice as a coach. <laughs> uh, I would, uh, I guess if I were to give him any advice, I would just say, like, you know, love yourself. Okay. I think that's, like, uh, again, super easy, but it's, it's, I think it's something that I needed to learn and it took me too long to learn. <laughs> it sounded so easy for you to say that, but you, even mention that yourself that you didn't like yourself oh yeah no i hated myself so yeah so you know rephrase that is to love yourself Mm -hmm. and lastly can you tell the audience where we could find you on social media outlet on instagram your website etc yeah so uh my website uh i'm actually in the middle of revamping that right now so my new website is going to be sugarlycoaching.com Again, that's tugerleecoaching.com. Uh, my Instagram is 123. <laughs> that's the number one, T-O-U, and then the number three. Uh, and then, you know, I'm most active on Facebook, and I'm, uh, I'm a person, I like, to, I like to consider myself pretty authentic with my coaching and in person as well, uh, you know, as a person as well. Um, so, you know, if anyone's interested in finding me and actually connecting with me on a personal level, Feel free to uh, connect with me on Facebook, and you can find me at uh, uh, as Tuger Digit Lee. Uh, and I should be the only one with that name in the world. So, mm. awesome. Well, we are very, very appreciative of your time, Tuger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I can't you. thank you enough to come on and have a chat with us and bring a lot of value uh, to this chat. And thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me on and thank you for all that you're doing for the Hmong men out there.
honestly, like, um, this is, I was so excited that this would be, this is my first podcast, and I was so excited because uh, this is something I really could have used for uh, Thanks for what you're doing for the next generation of Hmong men and uh, people in general, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to see the impact that you're going to create in the world. That ends our episode. If you haven't yet, visit our official website at www.mongmentot.com or like and, like and share us on Facebook at Mongmentot. Who also believes in building family values. She believes not only in investing in your future, but also investing in your present moment, creating time and memories with your family. If you have any insurance needs or any questions, please don't hesitate to call her at the link below. Also, a special thanks to DJ Peter for using his beats. You can check him out at YouTube.